Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. It is time for the hottest event of the summer, also known as SummerSlam. When you break it down, WWE show names are very silly. Given that we may be getting one of the biggest shows ever come August, though, I, Simon Miller, here at What Culture Decided, you should know 10 things you didn't know about the event. <laughs> I totally screwed it up. Number 10, the amount of people who have attended. So you can't argue it now, SummerSlam has become a beast. It sells out stadiums, and as of me talking, it's going to do around 50,000 tickets for the 2023 version. That's amazing. If we look at the previous 35 iterations between 1988 and 2002, though, do you want to know what we're up to? 735,997 people have gone to see it live. Wow. It's definitely going to increase like mad as WWE is simply going to be running bigger buildings, but even then, getting almost a million individuals to SummerSlam over the years is quite the stat. I think there may be something to this. The best part is we didn't include the 2020 premium live event because why bother? Humans didn't exist then. Without that, it would be even further ahead. Number nine, the original plan for 1988. Whether you want to believe it or not, plans change. Vince McMahon especially can never make up his mind. And this was true even way back during SummerSlam number one. When all was said and done, we did get the Mega Powers versus Andre the Giant and Ted DiBiase, which was pretty cool. But the macho man Randy Savage almost took on Ric Flair. Yep. Now today that doesn't sound so shocking, but at the time, the Nature Boy was absolutely wrapped up with the NWA. But as he had some struggles on that side of the fence, there were some conversations about making the jump. In the last moment, Flair decided this was a bad idea and he didn't do it. Given that this would have meant Rick making his WWF debut in Madison Square Garden, it would have been quite the moment. And let's just put it into modern perspective. Imagine Roman Reigns went to AEW and arrived in Jacksonville for double or nothing. The internet is not ready for that. And it's never going to happen. Number eight, that 2004 dodgeball disaster that upset everyone. Do you want to know why women were done with WWE after a while? Because at the 2004 SummerSlam, they were booked to play a game of dodgeball. Can you imagine? It was between the Divas and the Diva Search contestants, which made it even more silly. And to wrap it up, it was a waste of time. It didn't serve anybody. Surprise, surprise, when all was said and done, people backstage weren't happy either. But not for the reasons you're expecting. Because the contracted employees lost to these reality show hopefuls, they got taken to Wrestler's Court. For goodness sake. And if you don't know, Wrestler's Court is where members of the roster make up ridiculous charges such as this and then try people behind the scenes. And here, the feeling was this made the WWE look bad. Trust me, that ain't the reason. It's the fact that we chose to do this rather than, you know, a wrestling match. The long and the short of it is that nobody cared about it because it was a game of dodgeball and we wanted to see some grappling on SummerSlam 2. The good news is I doubt they'd ever do this again. The backlash would be unreal. 
number seven, Shane McMahon's 2000 safety speech. SummerSlam 2000 is a historic event for three reasons. You had the now famous TLC match, the horrible concussion Kurt Angle suffered in the main event which gets discussed constantly these days, and Shane McMahon. Yep, he gets a category all of his own. I'm sure you've seen it by now, and if not, Google it, but Shane O climbs the side of the Titan Tron when opponent Steve Blackman follows him up there, smacks him with a kendo stick as McMahon falls for what feels like miles. It is as scary now as it was then. The real kicker, though, is that Shane subbed in for Daddy Vince when talking to Edge, Christian, the Dudleys, and the Hardy Boys about being safe in their tables, ladders, and chairs match. And then he went and did this. That's like telling your friends no alcohol, and then you literally become a bottle of beer. I suppose this was orders from above with Shane being told he had to relay them, but it was so short-sighted. Even if McMahon hadn't have taken this fall, he'd already been mad for ages, you would still roll your eyes at this guy talking about being safe. I mean, he was a proven maniac. Number six, Kurt Angle learns to bleed. Think of this. When Kurt Angle faced Stone Cold Steve Austin in the SummerSlam 2001 main event, he'd only been wrestling full-time for two years. Don't come in here and tell me he's not one of the best. He is. This did come with some issues, though, especially with the dark side of wrestling and blading. So when it was time for Kirk to cut his head, he couldn't do it. There's nothing untoward here. It was just an experienced dude not really knowing what to do. Austin, who was a super veteran, soon realized. So he just grabbed the blade and did it himself, which Angle has chatted about on his podcast. The rattlesnake was so panicked to get it done, he made Kirk bleed like a fountain. The Olympic gold medalist has also said this was like learning on the job because he never fell into this hole again. And he was happy with that too. Even after the match was done, the wound would not stop pouring the red stuff. I mean, that's a big whoops. Number five, Edge's wild SummerSlam 2008 pitch. Today, Edge will be the first to admit the risks he took forced his early retirement in 2011. His neck just couldn't take it. In 2008, he hadn't arrived at this conclusion, however. And when tasked with facing The Undertaker in a hell in a cell, his brain instantly thought of 1998 and Mick Foley. As everybody did, I suppose. Because all wrestlers have to try and one-up each other, he found the dead man and actually pitched this idea. What if you tombstone me on top of the cell? Yep. Backstage officials instantly said no because a decade prior, the roof had given away, almost killing mankind. While the thing had been reinforced, if this happened again, forget about it, the rated R superstar would die. That bump is a killer, literally. Instead, we went kind of safe and Edge took a chokeslam off a ladder with the ring collapsing in on itself on impact. Never forget when WWE does this too, they state the recipient has been thrown into hell. There you go. Hell is just the space under the squared circle. Who knew? Number four, Hulk Hogan holds a unique record. So I don't think anybody is going to be able to top this. And why? Because Hulk Hogan went a ridiculous long time between SummerSlams. Watch. In 1991, he headlined the pay-per-view in what can only be described as an interesting match. And he didn't have another appearance in the summer event until 2005. That is a 14-year gap. Ridiculous. He main evented that one too, which was a nice tie-in. Why he didn't pop up in 2003 and 2004, I don't know. Well, it's likely because whatever was pitched didn't work for him, brother. But let's not worry about it. We all do recall this match too, because it was the infamous encounter where he took on Shawn Michaels. Given that Hogan pulled a fast one last minute and refused to do a rematch so he wouldn't have to lose, the heartbreak kid decided to oversell all of Hulk's offense. It was part hilarious and part totally unprofessional. Although, let's be honest about it, Hulk Hogan did start it. And also, if you've never seen this, make sure you change that today. Number three, Shawn Michaels' return was almost very different. Three years prior to this, too, is when HBK made his comeback to WWE, and it rocked. Nobody thought Michaels was ever going to return following a back injury, and yet 
In 2002, him and best friend Triple H put on a classic. It is worth watching. When plans for the comeback were first put on the table, though, this was very different. Weapons, bells, and whistles would still be involved, but the opponent would be Vincent Kennedy McMahon. That's right. It was actually Vince himself who thought a match against the game would be far better all around. He was correct. McMahon fights do have a certain beauty to them, but they're also train wrecks. Not something you want to do when a dude is coming back from retirement. The boss still liked the idea, so shelved it until WrestleMania 22 rolled around. And do you want to know why Sean favored it originally? His expectations would be so much lower, whereas against Triple H, he would have to bring it. Turned out there was nothing to worry about, though. Did they both smash this? Number two, an interesting WWE title stat. If we were to all sit down and discuss it, I think most people would agree the WWE title has been the top prize in wrestling for a while. I mean, they've been the biggest company for decades, so it stands to reason, if you win that thing, you've done pretty good. This is why the following stat is mad, because he has only headlined four SummerSlams of the last 15 events. So basically since 2008, this championship has only been defended last a handful of times. That's crazy. These were CM Punk versus John Cena in 2011, Daniel Bryan versus John Cena in 2013, Cena versus Brock Lesnar in 2014, and of course Roman Reigns versus Brock in 2022. That's it though, no more. Done. This is mostly because the newer Universal belt took over, and as Roman and Lesnar have also dominated the latter years with that championship, well, it all ties in. Some may say this underlines that we have too many titles these days. That's another video for another time. It's also correct. Number one, it almost opened the forbidden door. Apparently. We always have to throw an apparently in there. But we go to 2018, one year prior to AEW's first Double or Nothing pay-per-view, Chris Jericho went to WWE higher-ups with a pitch. As he was now the New Japan Intercontinental Champion, why doesn't he return to the company and challenge none other than Seth Rollins, who was the WWE Intercontinental Champion at the time? Let's face it, this would have ruled. It also would have been the perfect way to do it, because while an IWGP belt would be on a WWE show, this was Chris Jericho, a man who was synonymous with Vince McMahon's company. Naturally, Vince heard this and thought it was pointless and booked Dolph Ziggler versus Rollins instead, which was actually very good. But as for Chris, he wasn't even included. No wonder the All Elite Wrestling gig seems so appealing. If it had gone down, the Forbidden Door would have been opened before we even called it that. But here's the truth. I don't think it'll ever happen with WWE because they don't need it. As I've told you before, my mum calls wrestling that WWE stuff. So they've won, they're ahead, and they don't want to bring anybody else along with them. The end. Know of any other fun SummerSlam stats that other people in the comments may enjoy? Well, make sure you smash one in there before you like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Then you can click the other video that's on the screen right now. Probably another list to continue your What Culture journey. Before heading over to WhatCulture.com to read more articles with your eyes and follow us on social media at WhatCultureWWE and Simon and Miller316. My name is Simon for What Culture. Thank you for joining me as always. I'll talk to you again very soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.